Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. And I have to say, I am really excited for the change that we've made in the podcast where we are literally taking your questions, your comments from you, and we are sharing them here on this platform and we are answering them. And, you know, myself and my friends at nurse.org thought this was valuable because sometimes we as nurses, nurses and students, we can feel like we're in our own bubble, like no one can relate to us, like we're having moments, questions, and like so many things going on. and we don't always have someone to talk about because one, sometimes our family and friend circles just don't get the nurse life, right? Or two, the folks at work, we're friends, but we're not friends, if that makes any sense, because we're still coworkers. And so I'm not really sure that I could talk to you about what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, um, especially in the break room, because I don't want you to turn around and talk about me. So anyways, you know, the podcast has been great and we're going into our Uh, Next question, and let me see. Let me just play it. Hi, Nurse Alice. Um, I have a question. I've been a staff nurse on my unit for three years, and I've been passed up for both charge nurse and uh, elite position um, that I was interested in. And um, I'm really trying my best to move up in the career ladder. Should I keep trying on my unit or should I just look elsewhere? Our caller basically is a nurse, someone who's been on their unit for a couple years and they are interested in climbing the ladder. And I'll say this, for most people, it's something that's crossed your mind, right? Sometimes we're like, you know what? I'm really excited about nursing. You know, I'm going to start. I'm really going to own my floor. I'm going to master it then I would like to perhaps become a preceptor or a charge nurse or a lead assistant nurse manager or manager, maybe director, or, Hey, I want to be a chief nursing officer, right? I think at some point it's crossed all of our minds at one point, whether we pursued it or not, it's crossed our minds. And so it's a natural feeling to enter into a profession, perhaps as a novice. Once you get your feet wet, the hang of things, you want to climb the ladder, right? You want to make an impact beyond directly your patients. Totally understandable. Now, I will say this. As someone who has climbed the ladder, I'm going to look at my younger self and I'm going to look at some of the lessons learned because it was not easy to get to where I'm at. And in fact, some of my earliest desires to climb the career ladder were, they were met with no's. So in this particular situation, there is a nurse who has applied for charge nurse 
and for lead nurse, it looks like, and they were passed up for the job opportunity. What should that person do? Should they stay on their unit or should they explore opportunities elsewhere? Well, I think that is a great question to ask. And I'm glad you're asking that before you actually leave your unit, because there are some things that you'd want to consider. So let me first say off the bat, you might need to leave your unit if you're desiring to climb. But before we get there, let me tell you what are some things that you should be doing or some ways you can bounce back from being passed over for that promotion. Because listen, I know it sucks. And listen, you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel bad about it or feel some type of way or be in your feelings about it. Totally natural. Nearly everyone has been overlooked for some type of job opportunity they felt they deserved. But it is very possible and it's more likely that you will come back even stronger and more successful after this learning experience. It's not a loss. It's a learning experience. And so to avoid or get around or over this feeling of rejection that you might be facing about your job, there are some things that you could and should do. So for one, I want you to redirect your negative emotions. You might feel sad, feel a little angry about it. It's a tough pill to swallow, especially when it's on your unit. Because you, many times when we're applying for advancement on our unit, our initial feelings like, you know what? I got this. I know the unit. I know the people. I know the doctors. I know the processes. I know where the pain points are. I know what makes nurses happy. I know, you know, the politics of it all. I should, quote unquote, be a shoe in for this position. So you might feel really bad when you don't get it. Now, don't take it personal. That's what I'm going to say. It's work. Work is work. Do not take it personal. There could be a variety of reasons of why you were passive on this opportunity, but for learning purposes, for professional growth, and for just us wanting to be better beings, we are going to look at it as glass half full. We're going to get to some of the glass half empty in a second, but glass half full. What are some of the things that perhaps I might need to acknowledge within myself, which is why I didn't get the opportunity. So don't necessarily make these all about negative emotions, bad things, like you weren't enough. You are enough. You are a whole registered nurse. You are licensed for the job, okay? Now, when it comes to climbing the ladder, there are some other tools and things that we should add to our tool belt, some skills, some experiences that are gonna be helpful for us. But I want you to know that When you're applying for a position, first off, you're a nurse, you're a caring person, you are enough, okay? There might be some skills and things you may not have acquired yet or some things you haven't fully developed for a leadership role, but that doesn't make you any less of a nurse, okay? So I want you to think about that and don't make this into a negative situation that you aren't good enough, you aren't worthy, They didn't like me. It's totally nothing about personal. Work is work. And we've seen a lot with the pandemic. We've not liked all the decisions that were made. And many times this is where, and this is putting on your leadership hat, you have to recognize that in leadership, you are not always liked. It's about what's doing best for the greater good. And sometimes that will cause you to have to make certain decisions that you don't like but it's always about business, okay? So don't take this personal. I want you to redirect those negative emotions elsewhere, okay? The second thing is, I want you to be proactive in this process. So 
let's say you did the interview, you didn't get the position, do not be afraid to ask for feedback. After you've checked your feelings at the door, it's time to take control and transform what you might initially feel like a negative experience and create it into a positive learning opportunities, right? So don't just feed yourself false narratives or think you know why you didn't get the position and assume things. We know what happens when you assume, right? You make an ass out of you and me, but get down to the bottom of it. Ask the people who you interviewed with, you know, and there's no need to play shy or coy. Just And sometimes it can be a tough pill to swallow because you're already embarrassed that you weren't given the position. I also want you to understand that the people who didn't offer you the job, they're also going to feel embarrassed too. Because when you go to them, they're going to feel perhaps a little taken back or unsure of how to answer it or, you know, just not sure how to tell you things about feedback, which is why they don't always just automatically offer feedback. But if you go with a positive, open and welcoming energy and just say, you know what, hi, I interviewed for the charge nurse position. I know I didn't get the job, but, you know, I'm really interested in still becoming a charge nurse one day. And I would love to learn more about some opportunities in my application or in my interview process that could help me be successful for the next time. Or perhaps there are some skills or tools that I can add to the tool belt, which will make me a more attractive candidate for future opportunities. So if you go in leading with that type of energy and using, you know, that type of language, people will be happy to sit with you and give you constructive uh, feedback. I don't like the word constructive criticism, although people use it interchangeably. And, you know, I, I love feedback. I'm always asking for feedback. Now, to kind of tie back a little bit to number one, if you're just like upset and just like speaking under your breath, just talking to your friends, like, I don't know why they didn't give me the job. And like just being petty with things. And then you try to get this feedback. You might not get the same feedback or the feedback might also include that you're being petty. So part of being a leader, part of someone who's going to be a charge nurse, some part of someone who's going to be a lead is that you will be dealing with different personalities, very different personalities. Some people will be great to work with, some not so great to work with, and some you will just hate working with. Some people will be direct, some will be coy, some will be shy, some will beat around the bush. Different types of communicators out there. And one thing is for certain, two things for sure, is that in a leader position, you must remain objective, fair, open, and concise with everybody, regardless how they treat you. I know that doesn't sound right. You're like, wait a minute. I'm going to give them the, I'm going to give them the same energy they give me. I know sometimes that's what happens, but in a leadership position it's important that you remain objective and even keel the whole time. So when you're going to ask for this feedback, you know, lead with those things, ask them. And actually that is a sign of someone who is a leader. They're going to go back, they're going to ask for feedback, they're going to say it in a very constructive manner. They're not going to take it personal. And once you get that feedback, perhaps there are some areas that you can't improve upon. Because I'll say this, most of us go to work, we plan to do a great job, and we think that we're great nurses. And for the most part, we are when it comes to taking direct care of patients. But listen, you are applying for a leadership role, charge nurse role. There are some other skills to that that go beyond the type of care that you provide your patients. So although you might provide awesome care to your patients, it's now about How do I communicate with others? How do I work with others? How do I manage conflict? How do I manage things up? 
How do I motivate staff? How do I make sure the unit's goals are met? How do I work towards meeting the operational needs of the organization? How do I make sure customer service and all of our nursing indicators are met? What do I do with those things? So there are some other things that you know, you'll need to know about, be familiar with, and have some opportunity with. And if you're someone who's been a, a great nurse on the floor, um, even if you've been a preceptor, some of these other things that I mentioned, those might be areas and often are areas where people need to get some experience in that. And you might be saying, well, how am I going to get the experience if I never get to be a charge nurse? Well, you can still lead from the back. Hear me again. You can still lead from the back. A charge nurse is a formal leadership position. How many of y'all know people on the unit who aren't charge nurses, who aren't preceptors, but yet are very influential on the unit? Those are your informal leaders. And if you can take your informal leadership power and use it for the greater good and show your leadership that you have the power to persuade, to motivate, inspire, and to make change on your unit, then that can be helpful and it's something that you need to take note of And so the next time you go into an interview or if there's a way to document that or use that towards some type of unit practice improvement project or something along those lines, that would be great. But the bottom line is um, when you're proactive and you seek direct feedback, also let your hiring manager know that I'm someone who knows how to have crucial conversations and I know to handle situations responsibly and professionally even when they don't go my way. So as a leader, that's going to happen many times. Very much so, it's going to happen. So find out what it is that you can improve upon and show your leadership how you can take that feedback and actually apply it on your unit for future. And you might gain some newfound respect from your manager for your professionalism and your desire to grow in your career and both with the company. So something else you can do is, as I alluded to this earlier, is three, use this as a learning opportunity. A no is not necessarily a denial. It could be a delay. So now that you've you know got some feedback from the manager as to opportunities for your growth, use that information and apply it. And let me say this, because this is something that was key for me. I felt... This is my opinion now. This is my felt. I felt that sometimes the people who were selected for charge nurse or for the assistant nurse manager or for the lead and stuff on the unit were people who were great bedside nurses and who were okay leaders and communicators, but they were kind of yes men or yes women and did whatever the manager said because I was very strong will. I was very opinionated. I was very passionate. So I was someone who was always going to do the right thing, always going to do the right thing, even when it meant making, uh, doing that in a very difficult situation. And sometimes managers don't want that, honestly. Let's have a candid moment. Sometimes people are placed into leadership positions just to do the dirty work. I hate to say this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I wouldn't be being real or fair if I didn't say this. In leadership, y'all know somebody Who's been put, you're like, why are they chargers? Why are they lead? How did they become assistant nurse manager? I'm just as qualified, if not more qualified. I'm more passionate. I'm I'm more of everything than they are, but how come they got to do it? Well, because they're a path of least resistance. Sometimes when we are 
sometimes we can be overqualified or our persona or our energy can be perceived as a threat. Although we have no intentions of using our energy for bad, you know, some people want to be able to control that middle layer of leadership, if you will. I hate to to say that, but it is what it is. So, you know, use this as a learning opportunity. Let me back up and and say, once you get your feedback, apply these things to the unit, right? Okay. I need to more of a team player, work on more unit projects. Okay. I'm going to do that. Create a list, create a list of the feedback and the things that your leadership said you could do to improve and develop you as a future leader. But I'll say this, your development doesn't always have to happen on that unit. I was a member of the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. I was became a chapter. First, I started off as like membership chair. Then I became like secretary. Then I was vice president. Then I became president-elect. Then I became president. And then I worked on some national committees. I did that also with the American Heart Association. I started off as a volunteer. And then I started leading some local, state, and even national committees. And I learned leadership. I learned budgeting. I learned how to manage people from different backgrounds, different jobs, different roles. So when I wasn't getting the opportunity to learn these things at work on the unit, right? We all have a unit practice council, but sometimes unit practice council don't get no work done. Sorry if that's your unit. And then there are some that are very progressive and get a lot of things done. I don't know what kind of unit you're on, but I know if you're someone who wants to grow and learn as a leader, you can't put your blinders on and assume that everything you do on the your unit is what's done everywhere. If you want to be a well-rounded leader, you got to get out and see different people, different things, do different activities. So to piggyback on top of using that feedback as a learning opportunity, I also want to say you got to figure out your next step. So here's, here's the thing. What is your next step? It sounds like this caller applied for a charge nurse and they applied for a lead position. Now, some things I don't know about the caller. I don't know how long they've been at their organization, how vested they've been in, if they've done any of these other steps, what kind of skills they had in their tool kit, how well did they interview? Like there's a lot of unknowns. So this is very general information. But what I will say is figure out your next step. For learning purposes, let's assume they applied too early. They weren't quite ripe enough or ready for the position. Okay, well, never fear. There's always another opportunity. So let me say this, whether this is, you're going to go up to apply for these jobs again, or let's say you're considering doing this. Before you do that, you want to figure out your steps, right? Let's say I want to apply for a charge nurse, or I want to apply for a lead position. Before you do that, I would say you should give yourself at least three to six months of readiness. So in three to six months, babes, you got to look, what was your last eval? What did your last evaluation on that unit show? You want to go and look at it and look at all of the feedback from that last evaluation. Make sure that you've met goals or you've you've exceeded goals, all the, you know, goals you put on there that you've met. You want to at least do that. So look at your last evaluation, be mindful of your attendance, right? Uh, Be mindful of the projects that you're participating on in the unit. So if you haven't already, find a project, latch on to it, become involved. Make sure you're going to the staff meetings. And when you're at the staff meetings, I don't know what you're going to say or when you're going to say it, but always make it a point to say something so it looks like you're an engaged person. 
Make sure all your competencies, all your certifications are up to date. If there is a special certification for your the unit in which you, the specialty in which you're working on, get that specialty certification. Maybe stop by periodically, not doing this every day, and we're not playing kiss up or anything, but talk to your manager and say, hey, manager so-and-so, you know, just wanted to check in. You know, I've been th- thinking about some things to do on the unit, you know, thinking about, have some projects in mind, but just curious, are there any projects that you think are important that we should be working on the unit? Start to build a rapport with the potential team that will be interviewing you. That's why I said you got to do this three to six months in advance so it don't look like you're just doing it right away then you're interviewing. It kind of is what it is, but you don't want to give that illusion as to that's what you're really going to do, okay? Also, make sure that you're being a team player at work. Now, some units can have different clicks. See if you're that person who can float between the different clicks and communicate because you're going to have some day people, you're going to have some night people. Start to work the room. Start to work the people because usually what happens is when you're interviewing for positions like this, you'll interview with the immediate unit leadership team. You'll probably interview with some staff, right? You want to make sure that the people that you're interviewing you not only know you from that interview and what you're going to say, but they've worked with you and they can vouch like, you know what? Alice does help. Alice has helped with this problem. And, you know, she didn't have to, but she did this. She communicates well. I've seen it. Those type of things. So you're really going to want to kind of check your resume, check your report card, and really make sure that your actions are really matching the things that are within the job description of what you're applying for. And please tell me you've read the job description. Don't just go applying for a job and you've not read the job description. Because when you read that job description, you should be able to check off a majority of those things on the list. Now, some you may not be able to because you've not been put in the situation at work to do so, which is why it's important. Like I said, find an outside activity. I don't care if it's Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, AACN, Med Surge Association, if it's at your church, you know, like some type of position where you've been able to exercise some form of leadership skills, you can take that example and apply it to work, but be able to do that. Be able to do that And so when you're going into this interview, again, take like three to six months to kind of prep yourself up. So it's just like spotless, bam, bam, bam. I got everything on the list, all checked off. And then you go for the interview, right? Now, let's say you've done that and you still, you didn't get the job. I would always say try at least twice. I would say try at least twice, right? Now here's the glass half. I don't know if it's really half empty because you still got a glass. I had a mentor tell me one time I had applied for a manager position. I was a CNS and I was applying for a manager position at a particular hospital. The manager on the unit I was on was leaving and the CNS and the manager are like husband and wife type of thing. Like as far as uh, on the lead, on the unit, we look like partners, right? There's the operation side and there's the educational training side. It show as a united force. And I'd worked a lot, you know, I'd been on the unit, I think maybe three years. She was leaving, she was retiring. And I had applied for the manager position, but I didn't get it. And I just knew, I just knew I was a shoe in. I knew the staff. I knew where all the pain points were. I had worked through things. I'd helped grow in the programs. Like I felt like, what's going on here? Okay, budgetary stuff. I had taken like a, a budgetary workshop that the hospital had offered. I had 
utilize the skills like through AACN. And I was really beating myself up about why I wasn't selected for the manager position. And I was like, man, but I had done all those other things. Like I had checked off the list and do, 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 do. And I was really bummed about it. And I was sitting in my office when I learned that I didn't get the job. And then one of the other more senior CNSs came to me and she said, Alice, once leadership has a good person in place, they don't really like to move them because if they had moved you into the manager position, then what would they have done for a CNS? So that was one thing she tried to, you know, try to make me feel a little bit better. But then she, she also said this, she says, but if you really do want to be a manager, you can be, it just most likely won't be here, but you can be. So if you really want to be a manager, do not settle and stay on a unit where you feel like you can't make progress or climb the ladder. It doesn't have to be that way. You have tons of choices, tons of opportunities. May not feel like that right now, but you can easily go somewhere else and become a manager. And in fact, sometimes it's easier for people to do that because in the position that I was in, everybody saw me as a CNS. Even though I had I could do managerial things, they saw me as a CNS and that was ingrained and etched in their brain. And that's what they see me as. So sometimes it can be confusing for people to now see you in a different role. Similar to like when people work as CNAs and they want to become, then they become RNs. Why do they have so much of a challenge on the units where they were working as a CNA? Because people still see you as a CNA, even though you're an RN, right? Even though you went through school, you passed a test, they are, it's etched in their brain who they worked with. I worked with Alice, she was a CNA. What do you mean? Now she's telling me what to do. Now she's like, I don't think it's a person. It's not a personal thing against you. It's just, that's what people's, how people's brains are wired. When you are someone who is a staff nurse, sometimes it can be hard to climb the ladder on your particular unit. And in fact, I'm not going to tell you to leave your unit per se, but you might have to, or you might have to at least switch shifts. Maybe the position the charge nurse position you apply for is on a night shift, not the day shift that you were, or it might be on a sister unit. It might be at a sister hospital, something like that. Or if all else fails, if you can't find a position in one of those other type of areas, perhaps you go to a different hospital within your specialty, but you apply for a charge nurse or lead positions there. I know people don't really like to start over, but is it really starting over? I don't think it is. I think it's opening the door to endless possibilities because now you get to go somewhere else and kind of have this fresh new slate. No one has these preconceived notions about how you are, who you are, and these are things. They just know that you're an experienced nurse who's now charge nurse, who's a, who's a charge, who's charge nurse. So they're not judging you based on, oh, I remember Alice when she was a new grad. How's she going to be charge nurse now? Like there's no, there's none of that that you have to worry about, which might be something you have to deal with if you stay on the unit that you're on. It sounds like this nurse had been a nurse for like three or four years. Now, if you're someone who's been a nurse for, have a lot more senior tenure, situation might be a little bit different because you have more years under your belt. But, you know, you can still be met with those same difficulties. I'd been a CNS for a while when I applied for that manager position. And so it's something that I had to deal with. So figuring out your next steps is something that's going to be important. But I want to say this, don't get discouraged. You're an awesome nurse. You're a great nurse. And everyone, even myself, we all have opportunities for improvement, okay? So don't be afraid to ask for feedback because I'll tell you this, perception is everything. Sometimes we can think we're doing something and doing it really great, 
but it may not be perceived by someone the way we think it is. So it's always good to tap in and ask, you know, ask for feedback about something. How did something go? How was my response? What did you think of the quality of this? And it's not that that one person's going to judge you and it's all like that, but it's just good to hear what what people are thinking and kind of get a feel for what people are thinking, how they're perceiving it. So if there is even the slightest thing that you can do to improve upon yourself, then great. It's wonderful. And that's going to be something that will help you to be a better leader because it's going to put you in the position where you're wanting feedback from your staff because you want to know what your staff are feeling or staff are thinking. So you know that what you're, how you're leading them is in the right direction, that you're acknowledging them, that they're feeling heard. Because when you have staff like that, happy staff make happy patients, make for happy uh, patient outcomes. So that's my two cents on that call. So I hope that was helpful. It sucks to be passed up for a promotion. It does. I know it does. But don't be so quick to quit. Pause, take a moment, process it, and do those things that I mentioned. Okay, guys? Want to redirect your negative emotions, be proactive and seek direct feedback, and then use it as a learning opportunity as you figure out your next steps. Okay? There's tons of opportunities in nursing. Don't get set back because one place passed you up for a job. Like, that's that's ridiculous. You are so much more deserving of that. And listen, we need leaders. Leadership's a hard place to be. So just make sure that's something you want to do though too. And so I hope this was helpful. I also wanted to share, guys, if you have a question that you want to get answered here on the podcast, you can do it multiple ways. You can text or leave a voicemail at 725-910-9676. Okay, that's 725-910-9676. Or you can email me at nursealice at nurse.org. And listen, I'd love to have your question on the podcast. And we thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I don't really ask for many favors, but I'm going to ask for a favor right now. If you could please share this podcast with a friend, a classmate, a coworker, your boss, a student, someone who is either entering nursing or who is in nursing, who you feel could benefit from this kind of content who might have questions themselves. Because listen, we don't always have people we can ask, but we're going to answer your questions right here. So share this podcast with them and also leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to, leave a rating. We'd love to know what you think about the podcast. And guys, until next time, I'm your host, Nurse Alice. Love chatting with you guys as always. So until next time, please make good choices, be kind to one another and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.